Oseo beautiful people, you may now order signed copies of my wife and I's newest book at DaneMakeYouThink.com, available in both paperback and hardcover prints. The first 2,500 orders will receive a special gift included with their purchase. Also, be sure to grab your copies of our other five-star rated books at DaneMakeYouThink.com. Wado, thank you for your support. We appreciate you. And the next topic of discussion, this is something I wanted to get into anyway. Um, I know many of you requested for me to talk about this um, because a lot of you guys are out there just either just starting YouTube, been on YouTube for a second, don't know the ins and the outs. And, you know, some of you may be familiar with me going through some things on YouTube. So I, I'm, I know there's content creators on YouTube wondering if they should fight their cases that will arise concerning copyright takedowns and um, or copyright content used in their videos for commentary, parody, um, criticism or educational and formative purposes only. And they still can't monetize their video or if it was mistakenly removed for a copyright content ID claimed by YouTube or a company outside of YouTube, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You should fight those cases, but only if your video uh, follows particular guidelines that I will explain to you, okay, in detail. So you can write all of this down or save this video as a favorite so you can constantly be reminded what to do if something like this ever happens, okay? I see that there are content creators online already explaining uh, the different types of copyright claims that will happen to content creators on YouTube. And some will explain how there is nothing that you could do to fix the issues, but there are ways to improve it. However, you must understand what guidelines you must follow for those issues to be corrected in your favor. And I'm not talking about the YouTube guidelines, I'm talking about some guidelines that you need to be aware of that YouTube would not tell you about, okay? Now, you may be asking, how do I know what to do when you're looking at the subscriber count of my podcast channel? But don't be fooled. If you don't know, my main channel has over 500,000 subscribers right now. And it's about seven years old at the time of me recording this. All right. Over the many years I've been a content creator on YouTube, I've encountered times when YouTube will remove my video from my channel without an explanation. I've been there. At the beginning of my main channel, which I mentioned has over 500K subscribers, YouTube will pull my videos that accumulated millions of views without providing me a reason by email or any other type of communication. A year or so after that, right, <clears throat> YouTube began sending emails to content creators when their videos were removed from their channels, but they failed to explain why. The emails were just notifications stating that they had deleted your video. Then a year after that, a year or so after that, YouTube improved their system a little bit <laughs> by adding various reasons why I will remove a video, right? Uh, they made us take classes or they uh, made us acknowledge emails that detail why a video can and will be removed from a content creator's channel. You know, this was this was a good sign from YouTube showing us that YouTube was trending in the right direction. But 
there were still times when content creators would have their videos removed. And the explanation given by YouTube was either, it either didn't make any sense, okay? Uh, or it didn't fit the accuracy of the discrepancy, or uh, it didn't apply to the video in question, or the algorithm mistakenly judged it uh, under a false pretense, right? I can recall YouTube adding in what I call the streetlights to inform uploaders if their content passes an algorithm check to see if their content does not violate any policy YouTube has. The streetlights are the small indicators that are beside your uploaded video, uh, ranging from a green money sign to a yellow money sign to a red money sign that is slashed or just a red copyright sign. Um, if they added another indicator that I did not mention, it is because I recorded this on November 11th, 2023. I take it that you all know what these streetlight signs mean. If not, I'll simplify it by saying that the green sign means go, the yellow sign means slow down to a stop, <laughs> and the red sign means stop and do not go. <laughs> Just like a streetlight would, okay? So I wanna go over the guidelines that I think that you should follow before sending in your appeal to a copyright strike or copyright takedown that you'll receive or that you have received on your video uploaded to your YouTube channel. First, I could tell you right now that this does not work if you simply re-upload someone else's content in full. You are not allowed <laughs> to clone someone else's video or clone someone else's channel and think that it is fair use. It does not work that way. And your channel will be removed for impersonating someone else. Also, you are not allowed to re-upload someone's copyrighted content or material on your channel without written permission from the copyright owner. YouTube will request to see your proof if you got it. Otherwise, you will receive a copyright strike or copyright takedown and the video will be uh, removed from your channel indefinitely. So with that out the way, let's get to what you can do. Suppose you have um, created a video, right? And 90% of that video is all of your content. It's all your content. But the rest features copyrighted content owned by a company or someone other than you, right? You added your voice to the video as commentary and your voice is used throughout the video. You comment on a subject correlating with the copyrighted content you inserted into your video, which is ranging about, let's say, 10% of your video. In that case, you have created an entirely new video, okay? This is also known as transformative. And the copyright owner cannot claim that you are infringing their rights because the Fair Use Act protects your use of their copyrighted content. The Fair Use Act allows the use of copyrighted content for limited or transformative purposes. This means that only specific types of work or content can be considered fair use. I'm gonna tell you what these types are. Um, generally, it's educational, informational, commentary, criticism. Uh, I'm missing something. Oh, in parody videos. You must know this law by understanding what you can and cannot do. Now, the term transformative, let me explain that. Transformative is a term that 
uh, generally refers to the content creator making an entirely new body of work or content that did not replicate or duplicate the copyrighted content or material used within uh, the content creator's work, content or video. In other words, it must be an entirely new video, okay, in which the majority of the content consists of material the creator owns, not the copyright holder of the copyrighted material used in small portions of the video, not them. For example, let me give you an example. Uh, let's say that you are a content creator who reviews copyrighted movies, right? And you would like to upload your reactions to particular parts of a copyrighted movie. It would only be considered fair use if you, the content creator, provided commentary throughout the video in this situation. <clears throat> so let's say that um, you, yeah, let's say about, well, I wanna say 60 seconds. Yeah, let's say that only 10 to 60 seconds, how about that, of the copyrighted movie was used to emphasize a point made by you, the content creator, and you received a copyright takedown or a content ID claim for this particular video, right? You can file an appeal only if you know that, A, the video you created contains tiny portions of copyrighted material. This means uh, you have made short clips of the copyrighted material edited inside of your video. B, your use of the copyrighted material does not display the work as it was initially shown to viewers, okay? Meaning that you have made a significant change or changes to the material used, okay? C, uh, it is not displayed in half the length or the entire length of your video. The length of copyrighted material you use is essential to know, and I will explain why in a second. D, the video falls into one of these categories, which I mentioned earlier, like commentary, um, educational, informational, criticism, or parody. And there's nothing wrong with doing all of them simultaneously, by the way. <laughs> um, now, when you file the appeal, you must know that YouTube has changed this process over the years. And this may not be the same process if you are listening to this recording after this year, which is 2023. However, the information to use inside of your appeal can still be used, which is the essential portion to include in your appeal to YouTube anyway. This, this is what I wanna tell you. So for a video that has been demonetized due to a content ID claim, right? And only if you meet the guidelines I mentioned earlier, you wanna file an appeal and include the following points inside of your statement to YouTube and to the copyright owner. Be advised that the copyright owner will see the statement also, okay? But that is what you want to happen anyway because it forces them to choose whether they wanna take you to court for copyright infringement or release the rights for using their copyrighted material to you. I'm gonna explain that part in a second, but in your statement, let me explain the statement. In your statement, what you wanna write in your statement is that your statement constitutes a counter notification and that you are the video's uploader. 
you want to mention how your video was disabled from monetization due to a mistake and misidentification of the content, which violates the legal doctrine of the Fair Use Act per United States copyright law. You want to write out the categories of the law by saying that um, copyright material may be used for teaching, research, or criticism without permission of a copyright holder. Then describe your video in a brief analysis style, up to two sentences. Don't go any further than that. Then state that the video includes small portions of the copyrighted material that may be owned by the claimant and insert that person or company's name right there. Then say, however, um, that the content was strictly used for research, teaching and critiquing purposes only. Hope you see what I'm getting at when I'm saying research and teaching and critiquing. Now, you want to mention the length of the entire video, okay? Meaning, tell them the numbers. How how long is the video? Then provide them with the length of the copyrighted material by saying that the uh, however long video includes um, copyrighted material by the claimant, which is a brief clip or clips ranging from whatever seconds to whatever minutes during a short portion of your commentary, okay? Now, reassure them that your video is, for example, commentary by explaining what subjects you would typically comment on strictly for critiquing in one sentence. Make sure it's only one sentence. So that's strictly for reassuring them what you're doing, okay? Then state how uh, the claims made by the claimant violate the principles and purposes of the doctrine of fair use, which provides means for teaching, research, and commentary and critique utilizing small portions of copyrighted material. Then state that fair use principles allow the reproduction of minor amounts of published work for teaching and researching, and that fair use protects all of the material used in your video for US copyright law. And that's it. Seriously, that's it. The copyright owner has seven days to respond to YouTube with a lawsuit filed against you, risking hundreds of dollars just for a judge to throw out the claim because of the Fair Use Act, or they will allow you to monetize your video with their copyrighted material inside, okay? Now, this method also works, let me mention this, this method, all it, it also works for a copyright takedown made by a large company, so a large corporation. Do not be intimidated by anybody, including large corporations either. I recently, I'm speaking from experience. I recently, this is the fourth or fifth time I did this. And recently, um, and I'm talking about, I did the exact same thing I'm telling you to do. Recently, it was against a large television show production company called BBC Studios that had my video immediately removed, claiming that it cannot be shown in the United States. And I filed my appeal, and guess what? They released their claim in less than 48 hours. Okay, learn you. YouTube forces these companies to have lawsuits filed in seven days, or the video will be reinstated automatically. That's not to say that companies cannot move fast with filing a copyright lawsuit, that's to say that these companies will see that they will not win in court once they are forced to review your video 
to know that you are following the guidelines of the Fair Use Act to the fullest. You are protected by U.S. copyright law, which forces them to release that demonetization or copyright takedown claim. And you're back to making ad revenue from that video. It's an inconvenience, but it goes right back to where it's supposed to be. And yes, this works because it works for me every single time that happens. I win every single case. And no, I'm not a lawyer providing legal advice. Nah, I'm just a seasoned content creator on YouTube providing educational and informative content to viewers like I usually do. OCO Freethinkers, you're now tuned in to the realest historian on the planet, the best teacher you wished you had in school. Have your pens and paper handy and get ready to take notes. It's Dane Calloway on I'm Just Here to Make You Think Radio. Radio.